Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it one more time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. We love you all, and I love you for spreading the word. That's the way this whole thing works. How do you pay if for this great podcast? How do you pay Papa J Train for all these funnies that you're getting and all this time because what a podcast is it's a moment to put your brain on the shelf it's a moment to relax to let me take the wheel to let my guests and i take the wheel of your thoughts and then let us take you on a nice little adventure with laughs and crying and tears and joy how do you pay back you support the sponsors Or you share the show. Send the link to a friend. Let them know. So thank you if you've already done that. Thank you if you're thinking of doing that. Um, I'm on the road, people, and I'm hitting the road pretty hard. I just came from Irvine. I have to thank everyone in the area that came to Irvine, California. I did not expect the turnout that came to the show, and I'm blown away, and all of you were so nice and you were fun and just, I can't, I, I really can't tell you how much I appreciate that. So thank you for coming to the shows. I'm coming. Um, I will, When this comes out, I will have left Indianapolis. So I hope that's the same type of vibe, but it usually is. So thank you, Indianapolis. Here's my date. Spokane, Washington, Oklahoma City, Dublin, Belfast. So I think, I think of the, no, Berlin is sold out. Dublin, there's tickets. Belfast, London. If you know anyone in these areas, send them the link. Uh, London, I added a third show. Um, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Berlin, I think is sold out. Oslo. Then I'm coming to Kansas City, Missouri. That just got out of the calendar. Nashville, Tennessee. So always more dates getting added. Jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Very excited for today's guest. He's been on the show before. Back with us, hilarious comic. Eagle Wit, thank you for coming what on. What up, family? How you doing? Great to see you. How Great are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. It's good. Everyone go follow Eagle. He's hilarious at Eagle Wit Official on Instagram. You're seeing someone? Yes. And how long have you been with your girl? Like a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. How's it been? Great. Great. Honestly, best relationship I've been in. What makes it the best? This is the... His girlfriend's probably listening. I, so I, <laughs> honest. Like, I can be I can be honest. You've, You've known told, me over the course. years. And I, yeah. Well, you talk about dating on stage. I'm happy you're coming on this podcast as opposed to Luxury Lounge because I, I think you're going to give good perspective for, here from the male mind. I mean, but you talk about dating like you're very honest with people. Now... Now. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, we get so many emails from women especially. And the emails are always like, why is he doing this? And it's like, he's and and I'm I'm put in the position of empathizing with the unempathizable with kind of the icky side of like, yeah, he's he likes you, he's attracted to you, he doesn't know beyond that. You know? And then with without knowing there is skirting the truth or not coming straight out with like hey i like you right now i like having sex i like you know our physical stuff i'm pretty sure on the mental stuff but i don't know if i'm in all the way for sure and that's a big jump to be in all the way right you and you, do you feel like you're in all the way i'm, I'm in all the way right yeah, look at I'm that in all the way. how did you guys meet uh we met uh right before a show before a show yeah yeah, yeah. she she came in and i was like oh fuck Right. Yeah, you see somebody and you're like, ah, fuck, I'm fuck, I can't be single anymore. <laughs> you do, that is kind of one of those things where it is that un, that vibe mm-hmm. where you see, you have an attraction to someone where you go, gotta talk. 
Got to go talk to them. Got to talk to them. And you have that like little thing and you go, I don't know what it is. I'm just here. You feel like you have to talk to them. You can't. I can't do anything else. I have to talk to this person. And sometimes you try to force that. I think on a dating app, you try to force that because you go, they liked me. And that's why I'm not a big dating app person. You never were? No. And I think that's why is because I, I don't know. It feels, it feels not normal like i don't know the swiping it right it doesn't feel natural to me i'd rather just see somebody and be like oh shit right that's right and that's actually probably a better more natural it's more natural like you you know it sure. is it is somewhat carnal you know where you go like ah i i i need to the the the, the wind is moving behind me i have to go walk towards this person yeah yeah so a year and a half and now you're together and this is all good yeah everything's good you guys live together yeah live how's that yeah. been it's been fire. We live well together. That's probably like one of the best That's things great. about us is we actually just live well together. And she works, you know, she works during the day. And obviously I do stand up. So right. Just be chilling at the crib by myself during the day. It's like a good amount of space. Comes home for a couple of hours. Then I leave. Love it. Yeah. Everyone go follow Eagle Wit at Eagle Wit official. And he's a fantastic stand up. So funny. You have a Kanye you. bit yeah. that is out there and it's very funny and then you put it out, and now you've taken it back. So taking it back because it's going to be airing some other places. Yeah, Comedy Central. In so April. you're allowed to say that. I didn't want to say. No, yeah, I could say that. But everyone needs to go follow Eagle so you can see this bit. It's fantastic. Thank you. It goes from every angle because you're half Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like this angle, and that's the best place to do a joke from a personal like. I'm just giving you my experience. Absolutely. And that's where the joke is fun. And it's like, you you know, if someone in the crowd was to go, well, I'm mad. You're mad at my my life? Well, it's it's funny. I've never talked about being Jewish on stage before. Yeah. And my dad's always like, my Jewish side of my family, they're always like, why don't you talk about it? Why don't you talk about it? And I go, well, I don't have a reason to talk about right. it. You know what I mean? Like, none of it is inspiring me comedically. Absolutely. And then this happened. And I was like, oh, I was like, this is so much more perspective. I'm black and Jewish. This right. is great. This is, well, that's the beautiful thing. Because, like, I've had people come to me. I talk about my mom on stage. Yeah. I had a woman come up to me at a show and she goes, I love that you talked about your mom and being Jewish, but it wasn't like you were making it a Jewish thing. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I was and like, that's how it is with you. Yeah, yeah. It's right. very much not that. Right. And then that's the thing. When you're talking about it, you're like, well, I have this background that makes it so like I have a reason to be here. You know? <laughs> like because sometimes if someone's like, I'm gonna talk about Kanye and it's like this nebbish, like you know, Catholic white guy, and you go, well, why are you at the party? You're not what? a part of this argument at all. Right. On either side. And I think that's like where, you know, it's like, that's where it gets difficult because like there's, pe- you know, there's people that are like, well, every part should be played by the, like when they say like a poo should be voiced by. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. An Indian, Indian guy. guy. You go, I, I don't get that. But then when I see a joke being told by someone who's not involved with what the joke is happening, I go, what are you doing here? So I do kind of agree with... Yeah, yeah, you kind of get it. I mean, especially with perspective. It's like you need... It's like, where's your perspective coming from if you're right. not even involved in the situation? Right, I, I have this... I get annoyed with some comedians. Like, like I talk about dating on stage. Yeah. And like you'll see someone like... You know, there's been comedians recently with specials and you go, wait a minute, why are you talking about dating? You have two kids and you're married. <laughs> you, like, you've been married... The whole time. Right. Wait, as long wait, as I've known you, you've what been are you, married. Right. What are you doing here? Why are you treading in material just, what, to have something to talk about? Like, I don't know. How does this have any relevance to your life? And, yeah. you know, I you know, I felt that way a lot. And I'm like, I'm sitting here annoyed at dating, you know, mm-hmm. like on dating. <laughs> Actually apps. going through it on right. a day-to-day. And, and listen, once I, like, get in a relationship and move on from it, I'm going to be happy to move on from it. But I have to, you know, but I'll be like, you know, someone else talking about, I don't know. I'm like, what about your baby? 
<laughs> Tell me about the, ba- the babies the baby. at the crib. Like, what is happening? Right. <laughs> I, you know, I loved Chris Rock's special. I, the, my favorite part of his special was the. I wanted to hear what he had to say about Will Smith. Of course. Just because I was like, which wow, what a good job he did. Fun, yeah. great. But you're, you're like, and people are like, it's a year later. Forget about. It. No, he hasn't spoken about. Well, also, it. people don't realize how long stand-up takes to form. Absolutely. I saw people going like, it took him a year, and it's like that's actually a pretty quick turnover considering yeah. everything. <laughs> well, think about how long it takes you to process things in therapy. <laughs> exactly. Right. This is what stand-up is. You are processing how, especially if it happened to you. How long would it take you to process with your therapist getting? slapped in the face in front of everyone you work with and then go make it funny for the masses right so to, a year is short to me so, a year is short to me too i was I like mean, that's actually a pretty quick turnover that's right i'm good. telling a story on stage about my dad asking how much i weighed on the beach it happened a year ago and i'm like i'm still trying to figure out how i feel about why he asked me how much i weighed at the beach so you know and this is not you know on, i heard about this joke by the way people like this joke it's, oh really it's been making rounds oh yeah. this is nice to hear so i'm talking about that but i um on that subject, uh, the other part of his special I love was him talking about his daughter. Oh, that was, I, I, that I really was, loved that too. How cool, because and yeah. because I was like, I do want to know what it's like to be Chris Rock who rose to the like the highest form of stand-up you could be. For sure. To now have daughters that he sends to France to become chefs. Yeah. And you go, yeah, what's that like? Yeah, because that's a whole different world. I, I just also thought it was like, because some people were saying like that was like the slow part of the special, but I was like, yeah, but it was also like the beautiful, like profound part of the special to me, where it's like, I don't know, it's just like having rich black kids, that's so cool. And it's, it's like Chris Rock. It's you so. You don't think about it. You don't think like, what are these people's kids going through? It's so interesting. Yeah. And because it was his, like, I, I actually, you know, the part where he's talking about like, the stuff before that, I was like, all right, you're diving into the pool that anyone can dive into. Like, oh, what's happening with the royals and the Kardashians? Yeah. When it becomes yours, like with your bit with talking about Kanye and you're half black, half Jewish, you go, oh, I got to hear it. I, I, I got to know. <laughs> oh, I want to know. more intriguing. Yeah. Right. I don't know. And and some of that I have to work on with my stand up. Like, I'm talking about like getting asked how much you weigh at the beach. It's like, yeah, that really happened, so I really care about it enough to be talking about it a year later. Of course, it stuck to you. It, it hit. So I got to trust that it's going to hit for someone else, maybe not in the way I would like. Yeah. You know, at first, it's just tougher to work through. So I, I want everyone to go, this is my long way of saying follow Eagle immediately <laughs> at Eagle with Official. You're going to love the Kanye bit. You're going to be interested in it. I appreciate it. Because I've watched it. It's fantastic. Uh, let's get to the emails. You ready? Let's do it. We're sponsored, people. Getting our own personal stylist may be easier than you think thanks to Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is the easy way to get clothes that fit you without having to endlessly scroll through options. Just answer a few questions like where you typically get your clothes from, what you like to wear, and your price range. I'm a huge fan of Stitch Fix because I'm a huge fan of trying on clothes in your own home. Stitch Fix is going to go and send you a bunch of different options. You're going to have it sent to your home. You're going to try it on in front of mirrors that you know. And you're going to be like, okay. And then you can walk around in it, put on the shoes that you have at home, see how it fits in your style. And they have stylists that are going to pick something off the shelf that you might have been afraid to try on. That is Opening up your mind, people. With sizes extra small through 3XL, they'll find you your perfect fit and send you clothes handpicked just for you. With over 1,000 brands and styles you know and love, Stitch Fix sets you up. All you have to do is get dressed and go. Right now, Stitch Fix is offering my listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash JTrain. That's stitchfix.com slash JTrain for $20 off today. Stitchfix.com slash JTrain. All right, Eagle, you ready? 
Man, you're good at that, bro. That was I really good. I tried my best. Was it personalized? That, I mean, that was really good. Real, no, the, but I believe Emphasize on the thousand. That was great. And that was a good coupon, too. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Who doesn't want... If you don't need 20 bucks, good luck. Okay? You're doing yeah. okay. Yeah. I need, I, I'll take the 20. I'll take 20. My mom won't get over my ex. Has your girlfriend met... Your girlfriend's met the family? Yeah. I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. My girl's met my family. They get along? They yeah, like everybody's her? great. Everybody's Everyone, happy. Do you yeah, meet her same, family? Yeah, same. You cool? Yeah. Okay. Uncle J, Uncle JT, I say your uh, your call. Saw your call for J Train emails that could use help uh, on this unique question. 2014, I matched with a guy on a dating app. We'll call him Ralph. Ralph kept canceling plans, so I moved on. 2016, Ralph reached back out. I was in a relationship, so we decided to be friends. Friends in quotes because I realized we were never just friends. Yeah, that's. Mm, sounds like some cheating, but but, right. I, but I don't I don't I don't I don't hate on cheating. I've done some cheating in my time. I get it. Cheating happens, um, even if <laughs> as it sounds. This sounds like emotional. Yeah, I'll, I'll be friends with the guy I met on a dating app. If I was the boyfriend, I go. If I was the boyfriend, I'd be. I would be. How'd no, you, that, how'd you meet crazy. this friend? Yeah. <laughs> oh, a dating app. <laughs> that sounds normal. That's how I become friends. That's how I met my high All school my friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> 2019 was not a great year for me in many ways, but I also became Ralph's other woman. This is how it happens. Uh, he then became single, so we were in a we were a situationship. When I asked for more, he gave a BS line about needing to be free, so I ended it with him. My mom then continued to invite Ralph to events, even after I asked her to stop. Ralph also gave my mom a Christmas gift for me, uh, and she saved it and gave it to me on Christmas. Then she was upset that I was not happy about the present from him. It was a sweatshirt. That's bizarre. Fast forward, and now, and not only does my mom and sister still keep up with Ralph, she'll often tell me life updates. The worst part is now I'm married, and my husband and I will tell her a life date about my husband, and my husband and I will tell her a life date about my husband, and she'll respond positively and then go, oh, did you know Ralph is up to? No, mom, I don't know what Ralph is up to. I haven't talked to him in four years. I, of course, had to explain to my husband loosely who Ralph is, but we're both over it. How do I get my mom to at least stop telling me about Ralph? Even better would be for her to also move on from Ralph. This is tough. I had had an experience uh, that, that, that this reminds me of. Okay, go ahead. Um, I had an ex. I was I was with this girl for like four years, mm-hmm. right? We had a terrible, terrible breakup. Right. And uh, like six months later, I was still completely heartbroken. Hmm. My mom randomly goes like, yeah, so I was talking to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whoa. What are you like, doing? I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, what do you mean? She reaches out. She talks to me. She sees how I'm doing. I'm like, no, no, no. this cannot happen. And what did your mom say? Uh, she got it, but it, but it, it, it took. I was upset. I was like, how did they get? I was very angry. Yeah, I'd be angry too. How did they get in touch though? That's my interest. I think you know we were together four years, so I think she always had my mom's number for a couple years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think she just kept reaching out after we broke up, which to me is like a way to stay connected, right? To keep into your life, to be like, hey, there's also this woman who I like. Right. Yeah, and also kind of like see how you're doing without having to reach out to you. It's like this weird not letting go of you. Right. Were they uh, connected on social media? Maybe. See, see, this is my theory with this email. And social media is like this like weak connection that lets you know about someone's life where like you could report on it. Yeah. So my mom does this all the time. Well, she'll be like, did you hear so-and-so had a baby? And it won't be that so-and-so called her to be like, hey, we had the baby. It'll be that she saw a Facebook post. And then my mom talks about it as if they had spoken on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Social media is like is like regular person TMZ. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. And I think what happens, especially with the exes, is – 
the mom, a lot of times, like, we'll take care of our own house. We'll go, okay, the breakup happened. As you said, it was a tough breakup. I'll unfriend. I'll unfollow. I'll un, you know, undo everything, of course. which is hard for you to do. Very difficult. Your mom doesn't do that. No. Your mom. She's not heartbroken. Not heartbroken. Doesn't give a <laughs> shit. Also, your mom is from another generation where, oh, yeah, we're just Facebook friends. They don't really interact with it in a, I think we interact with it in a human way where it's like, this is still a person that I know is online and not really with me. You know, I need to, we do a house cleaning of a certain sense with our social media that moms don't think to do. Yeah. I think in this person's situation when they're like, oh, did you hear about Ralph's life? I don't think Ralph is calling her mom. With life updates. That, that, you sound right. You, I think you're right. I think her mom is paying attention to Ralph's life. Right. And her mom doesn't have the background information as much as this person just gave to us where 2016, we match on a thing. He, is, he could never make a plan. 2019. That's fair. You know, this is to her an up and down saga of Ralph has shown his true colors and has the ability to be a good guy that she would be friends with and hook up with. The mom only has meet Ralph, like Ralph, see their best representation of online of yeah. Ralph. So I think what this person needs to have their mom do is go, is let them know you hurt me every time you bring up Ralph. You have to say. Yeah, this there has, and, and that's what I did with my mom. I think there has to be an expression of like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. This hurts my feelings. Right. You know what I mean? Because your mom cares about you more than she cares about Ralph anyway. Right. Whether you know it or not, and I don't think she does. I think when you deal moms with social media people, they're just like people on social media. It's not like someone who it's had an It's not the same act. way we look at it. Right. We These are people that have an effect on our lives. You know, like <laughs> yeah. to her, it's TMZ, as you yeah. said. Like it's, oh, this is just someone I saw it's on TMZ. Guy. So when she brings up, oh, life, because the weird part about this email was life updates from Ralph. Right. Because you go... I don't think Ralph goes to a group chat of all his ex-girlfriend's moms. Also, for this to be an email, this must be happening a lot. Right. For, for this girl to hit you up like, yo, I need advice. Which, which <laughs> makes me think that for it to happen as much as it happens, they have to be connected on social media. Yeah. So, listen, I, it starts with, hey, mom, every time you bring up Ralph, I feel badly. Just say I feel badly. Mm -hmm. Put it in I terms. Every time you bring up Ralph, I feel badly. Don't do it like... Because if you make it about like, oh, my husband hates it. No, it's no, no. true. Because then she could just, oh, well, your husband needs to relax. Blah, 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 He's blah, getting blah. sensitive. He's yeah. a little jealous of another guy. No, 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 no. I have a history with Ralph. Every time you bring him up, I feel badly. Can you do me a favor? Because I think you're bringing him up as if you know him, even though you don't know him, because of social media. Can you unfriend Ralph on Facebook? Boom. 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 Get him out of the, uh, and, and, the and, and be get her out of the theater of Ralph. And I think also be prepared to to give a reason why you feel badly when she brings him up. Right. She's gonna hit you with that. She's gonna be like, Well, why, why do you feel badly? Because XYZ. Ralph I sucked Ralph's dick and he wouldn't <laughs> commit to me. <laughs> It's right. an excellent reason. Right, it's a good reason. I sucked Ralph Dick and then he said, I don't want to be with you forever. Then point blank. It's a solid reason. It's a good reason. It's a solid reason. Well, I mean, what could she say to that? No, well, I've sucked a lot of dick and I keep in touch with all the dicks. She and that's the thing. I don't think moms have the the back we you know, our reality is different than their reality. Their reality sure. from when they dated is, 
oh, I sucked a guy's dick and then he went away and I didn't have to see him every day of my life and I didn't have to keep up with updates. And then I ran into him randomly and it was good to catch up. No, no, no. Yeah. Our, our catch up sucks. We're, we're always connected right. to, to whoever we meet. Right. It and sucks. if you're healthy, you unconnect and yeah. it takes you unconnecting to do that. This mom never had to do the work. No. She never had to do the unfriend. If anything, she's probably enjoying the fact that everyone's connected at all times. Right. I keep up with Ralph. He's a good guy. Yeah. No, Ralph never left you after you sucked his dick. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast. I think we at, did good with that one. We're going to do great with all of these. I think people <laughs> are going to be very excited for the advice we're given. We're sponsored. Another clothing sponsorship. Very different. Stitch Fix helps you so you can like get your everyday stuff and, and maybe pick out some things that will thaw out the wardrobe. This is, I think, for a more special occasion. Indochino. Planning for a wedding is a pain, no matter what your role. Don't let looking your best stress you out. Indochino is here to make sure you look great on the big day, no sweat. With dozens of high thread count fabrics, patterns, and colors to choose from, Indochino helps you design a perfectly uh, tailored suit to your body and your personality. So listen. Here's what stresses me out. When I have to go to an event and I need a suit, my first thought is, does the suit fit? That is my first thought. If that's your first thought, you need to get Indochino because you're going to get a perfectly tailored suit to your body that's going to be your measurements. It's not off the rack. No, it's going to be perfectly fitted on you. So style aside... When it fits well, you feel well. Oh, man. It looks so much better. So it much better. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what the style is. It doesn't matter. If it fits, it fits. So Indochino is going to be the perfect fit for you. Every suit is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. They offer options for fabric, lapel shape, mo- uh, custom monogram, and more. Best part, Indochino suits start from just $449 and shirts from $89. Indochino also offers completely custom-fitted shirts, casual wear, and more. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. When planning your your wedding get a suit as unique as you with indochino go to indochino.com use code jtrain to get 10 10 10 10 off any purchase of 399 or more that's i-n-d-o-c-h-i-n-o.com promo code jtrain here with eagle wit at eagle wit official go follow you're gonna love eagle tell a guy about a uti that's got a ring to it tell a guy about a uti it's gonna right. be a song it'd be that a little be a ice spice song you know it's right be a new song feather feather I've been seeing a new guy, and after the first and only so far time we hooked up, I got a UTI. These kind of things happen. It's a simple fix usually. You get some antibiotics, and you're good within a week. I didn't even mention him that I wasn't feeling well because we weren't going to be able to see each other for a couple weeks. Turns out the urgent care I went to this time prescribed the wrong kind of antibiotic. After feeling okay for about a week or so, the symptoms came back and way worse. I got very ill and ended up in urgent care. Well, I'm sorry you felt bad. I'll be fine, but I finally had to tell him I got sick and had a stint in urgent care because it interfered with plans we were trying to make to hang out. I told him I'll be okay and I'm on antibiotics, but he asked me if they know what happened to make me so sick. I skirted the question. There's stigma around UTIs. It's embarrassing and don't want him to think I'm quote-unquote dirty, even though I know it has nothing to do with the fact. 
Um, in fact, a man's hygiene can contribute to getting you getting one, so I feel like he's partially responsible in a way, although I'd never say that. I try to be an open and honest person, but I know how guys react to news about gross lady part things like UTIs or yeast infections. It's gross enough for us women. I'm worried he will run in the other direction. Do I tell him? Or do I play dumb and move on? How much do guys know about this stuff? I'm wondering if the... If he already has a hunch that it's a UTI, in that case, I'd rather just tell him and get it out in the open. Help. What do you think? I, I think either 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 answer is fine. You could tell him. You could not tell him. Right. I don't think we care about UTIs. We care about STIs. Right. Uh, I, 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 pers- I mean, I personally, if a girl has a UTI, I'm like, all right, yeah, right. Yeah, all right, uh, get it taken care of for you and for me so we can get back to fucking. I don't, I don't right. know. This is, yeah. I, I like that because let's get back to fucking. Let's get back it's, to it's fucking. It's really every guy's. That's all we're worried about, you know. Worry. And our. In our health. Are we okay? Yeah. And honestly, as bad as it sounds, am I okay? Yeah. Here's the thing. We fear what we don't know. Mm-hmm. I will tell you most men's have no fucking clue. I don't think, like. The, the the lady side of things, I am embarrassingly unaware. I'm more aware because of this podcast, because of the waters that I swim in comedically and podcast wise. Waters you swim in? No, I'm just. Well, <laughs> but I'm saying like this is this podcast lets me in on things that maybe I wouldn't have known, and I am embarrassed. And like, so I would say I think comfort is in. When someone speaks to me confidently and lets me know what's going on, and you know, gives me the the info. Yeah, I, yeah. I, def- I would rather know than not know. I definitely lean knowing, especially with something like that, where it's like, especially you UTI know, if you guys matter. go time without having sex, then he's wondering like, why aren't we having sex? Why aren't we linking up? And and honestly, we all live like we're all narcissists. So mm-hmm. the idea of like, I would think, did I do something wrong? Hundred percent. I don't want to do anything wrong. I don't want to do anything to make someone feel uncomfortable. Yep. And I have the capacity to do that by accident. Yes. We all know we are we are flawed individuals. So. I, and you would hope that the person you're seeing knows they have flaws. So, hey, I have a UTI. And my first thought would be like, did I do something wrong? Please let me know. And, I, and then if you said, no, 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 this happens, I would go, oh, good, okay. You can kind of become a teacher in this It's sense. also kind of caring to even be like, hey, something was up, so I went and got checked. Right. You know, you're letting him know, like, hey, I care about both of our health. So I went and got checked, and it's just a UTI. And Because hey, UTI can be just a UTI right. to, to preface, and it sounds better that way. Right. And then ST, like, I would want to know everything. And and this idea of, like, men think you're dirty. No, no, no. no. I no. think that has kind of gone away. I, I'm, I shouldn't say that. I think if you're in a world where you're meeting people on dating apps or you're in your mid-20s, you're not living in a... You are what your surroundings are. So we all have to admit to our surroundings. If you're living in New York City, San Francisco, Atlanta, Phoenix, L.A., if you're in a major city where people are young and out there and dating yep. and on dating apps, yep. you live in, you again, to go back to swimming in waters, you're swimming in waters where everyone's swimming around doing the same uncomfortable thing, meeting different people, kissing different people, even going further than that to speak you know, generally. Yeah. For him to go, whoa, put on the scarlet A, you dirty whore. Like, <laughs> I mean, if he does that do be, that, then he's just then, whack. Then, then you get then rid of it. to him, yeah. But the thing is, he's swimming in those waters, you're swimming in those waters. To believe that you are somehow not, you know, if, if just like the way she said, well, the man can contribute to a UTI too. 
he should know that. I think we all know that. I think we all know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think so, if anything, he'll probably take another shower when he hears so he can make sure he's good for the next time right. he deals with something. I think <laughs> nobody wants to be the evil guy in the movie. So I think more than anything, you telling him like, hey, I just want to let you know, like I've been feeling sick because I got a UTI. Then they gave me the wrong prescription and it has nothing to do. It, it may have something to do with you, but like that's how sex works. Sex is, quote unquote, a messy sport. Yeah. You know, um, I would just I'd be OK with hearing that. And I'd be like, oh, OK. Oh, I'm happy you're OK. Same. And I'm happy I'm OK. Same. And also, I think that communication lets him know. Kind of that you're you're thinking of him, you know? Right. And that you're taking it somewhat serious, you know what I mean? I think that makes more fun conversations easier. Yeah. You'll see how comfortable he is hearing about the UTI, which I would assure you he should feel comfortable hearing, that you'll go, oh, maybe I'll talk about what I like when he goes down on me. Like, the, like oh, if he's cool about that, he'll well, be cool about the fun combo. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is a good test, and I'm not looking for you to test your partners, like, you know, trick them, but like... Hey, if he's cool about this, oh wow, we can have other conversations. Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com, J train podcast at gmail.com. Not losing the romance when moving in. This is a good question for you to go with. Oh man, this is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh great wizard of Haas and esteemed guest, Feather Feather. My fiance and I moved in together last (laughs) month. My Catholic family would have had a fit if we moved in together before we're engaged. Okay, good for you. In that time, we've had a lot of stress from moving and from job things that happen to also be happening at the same time. We used to mostly see each other on weekends because his job has crazy hours during the week. When we saw each other, it was special because of that. Now, we are seeing each other after work when uh, we are busy, etc. A lot of our conversations have turned to bills and how's your day and our physical intimacy has become less. I find it hard to be in a sexual mood. After a day of hard work, and I think he seems to feel the same, like being sexual is not at the top of his mind when he is stressed as well. I'm thinking, I, I, I'm seeing, I think, how couples go from young and sexy to living like roommates. And I want to avoid this pattern from farming fully. After all, it's only been a month. In short, how do you keep the relationship sexy and fun when you move in together? All the ways I find online are either expensive or involve food too much. And I don't want to become that couple whose only joy in life is when they eat. I want to connect emotionally like we always have and keep the sexual sexiness alive thank you so much roommate not roommate i love that Ooh, i like that ending mm. wow poetic um you've just moved in how long ago did you guys move in uh about six months ago <clears throat> how, do you, how do you keep it sexy it it it's is it different a, this is a really good one this it's is a good, a good one. one i can relate to this one right. a lot you know uh because i've always had trouble in relationships where i i've never been a huge fan of relationship sex i've been mm-hmm. such a fuckboy in my life that when i get in a relationship i'm like oh sex i'm supposed to be like this is great like okay right you know well, what I mean? it feels you know, like new sex is exciting for getting to new sex yes that doesn't mean the sex is exciting it's just no fun that you've the sex could be to, terrible right but you but the rush of you don't know someone, what's gonna do they like yeah. me that there's a right but then old sex and i'm using old because i just use new the excitement comes in knowing each other so much that you know all the pulleys to pull on once you get into the factory you know so i think for me like with my ex for instance uh and i think you met my ex in passing at some mm -hmm. point she 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 was like a little bit younger than me she always wanted she wanted to have sex constantly Mm -hmm. and she was like how everything was you know, from the outside looking in, a guy would see that and be like, oh, this is great. This girl, she's hot. Right. She wants to have sex with you all the time. But for me, it was like, no, like, I'm always around her. I'm kind of desensitized. She's walking around <laughs> naked all the time. Like, she has a great body, but now I've seen it so much. I'm like, 
it's like hard right? to get turned well, on well, by it. Well, it's you know, and men many times, you know, men forget the mental. Mm-hmm. We we don't like the candles and get no, in the bath we're so to rub one out. We're so we're, like right. You looks. rub one out. You could do one in the corner of a fucking you know, <laughs> you know. Kmart. You ever have a girl go down on you and try to kiss down your stomach all gentle? <laughs> right. You're like, I am not you. Like, this I don't is need not this show. But like, let's just get this through. But then, you know, if we were more in tune with that, because I, what you're saying is right. Like, I can have set, we, we, we're used to each other. But if you got to a place where it revved things up and worked its way up, you go, oh, now I'm getting the chase that I got with new sex. You and know, I, and like, I think that's more of it. I think it needs to be more of a push and pull. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's what me and my girl do, and I think it helps a lot, is it's like every day that I want, whenever I want to have sex with her, I almost have to rebag her. Like, I'm, like, flirting with right. her and, like, trying to, even though she wants to have sex, it's, it's more of like a, I don't know, well, it's like a dance. You there's, know I mean? And that takes two to tangle because if, if we have the emailer who's writing in who cares. Yeah. We don't know about their partner if they're even thinking of this. If they're just like, this is how life yeah. goes. So, But I like what you said. With the, with, I want to rebag her. Yeah. So I think what she needs to do, and this sounds bad because it sucks, but you got to plan. I think planning Interesting. sets the tone. If Thursday night, let's do drinks... If you're doing drinks on well, yeah, Thursday, it puts the pressure that we're gonna fuck, right? Yeah. And it's also we're going to drinks, like. Yeah. And she says, "I don't want to have food." Hey, let's make a plan. It could be drinks. It could be coffee. Like, let's do something where it's on the calendar. And I know on the calendar sounds not sexy, but on the calendar makes it so you have. We're aiming towards somewhere. The ship. Well, honestly, now has- dates in general, I feel like it's such a because you know we're so naturally like a date. Sex could happen. You know what I mean? That doesn't right. leave in a relationship. You go on a date. You come home. You guys had a good time. Your your mood's already leaning towards. Well, now what? Let's have sex. Right, and I think for her, where she's talking about, they both work a lot. Let's do a happy hour. Women in their work attire, very hot. Yes. I love when my girl comes home in her work attire. I'm like, oh, she's so sexy. So let's go. Instead of a nighttime date, I think what she needs is a post-work drinks date. Because now that takes away. Now you guys can. and, And let's stop texting that day of. No text, no how's your day. Let's get unattached a little bit and then reattach. So I think if she planned like, hey, I want to do a happy hour with you. Let me know the day that works best for you and and let's figure it out. Plan it as if you guys are newly dating because now you're going to get that new date feel. It's that new car smell on the old car. You're Mm -hmm. putting up the the tree that has the new car smell. So I would plan a happy hour with your guy and like let's put it in the calendar. That will be so now you're working towards it. You're in work clothes, he's in work clothes. How is your day? These conversation pieces can come yeah. up. And it's like, and then let's talk sexy on that happy hour. Let's have a sexy happy hour. I like this. I, right? I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think because they I gotta think, get out of the house. You gotta get out of the house. That, it, that the is, house is, is an unsexy place if you're there all the time. At, and if you're living together, there's always other things to do. Oh, we gotta pay the bill. Oh, we gotta talk about um, what's going on with this weekend with your mom and dad. No, no, no. Yeah. When you're at happy hour, look at, and do it. Let's do it at a hotel bar. Ooh. Hotel bar. Fuck outside the house a little bit. That's right. Fuck outside the house. Use that bathroom at the hotel bar. <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah. But I think <laughs> this, I think it, we forget 
that surroundings matter. Mm-hmm. We forget that context matters. We forget that planning matters, especially when you live together because you have access to it all the time. When you guys are living together, if you guys are going to do it in the house, get out of the bedroom. Get out of the bedroom. Right. Leave the bedroom. Let's do a couch blow job. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Eagle Wit at Eagle Wit Official. Go follow. Go, go, go. Hilarious comic. Dating question in my 50s. Ooh. Okay. I don't know if this dilemma qualifies as needing dating or friendship advice or maybe a combo of both. In any case, I would love hearing a man's opinion on this. Well, you got two men ready to give it to you. I've been checking out different podcasts and stumbled on yours. I always appreciate the no BS advice you give. I'm 50 years old and newly single after almost 30 years. Welcome to the show. I've been enjoying what I guess is now called a hoe phase, as, <laughs> as I have no desire to be in any type of serious relationship right now. Here's my problem. There's this guy who is one of my close friends in high school who started DMing me recently. Ooh. Okay. Um, I have not seen him or spoke to him since we graduated 30 years ago. It seemed to be friendly at first. He made a bet with me on the last Chiefs game. Since the Chiefs won, this guy owes me a drink. He asked when I when, and I told him I was busy this week, but probably next. He has now started messaging me every day, including good mornings, what are you up to today, how was work, etc. It's at the point when I have an oh my God, it's him again moment when I get them. I have been very slow in responding. Sometimes I just don't until the next day. I'm starting to get the vibe that he is possibly interested in being something more than friends. But at the same time, I don't want to call him out on it. That's not what he's trying to do because maybe my vibe detector is off. I have zero attraction to him. So there's not a chance I would even just hook up with him. Should I still go out for the drink? How do I make sure it's known that it is not a quote unquote date? If I go for the drink, is there any way to nonchalantly bring up that I don't really want to date anyone in general? I just need help figuring out the best way to handle this. Um, I wouldn't mind an occasional message or meet up for a drink once in a while. I appreciate any help you can give, even if there's something I should have done differently. I'd like to know. What do you think? Uh, it's definitely more than just than just he absolutely def- yeah. Men, we got boys, we got homies. We don't we don't we don't reach out platonically every day and say good morning. Hey, and- remember me from high school? No, no, no. no. Don't even go for the drink. You got to no. you got to tell him from one of these DMs like, "Hey, just so you know, you know, something. It, I don't know how to do it. Maybe Jared knows how to do it, but don't go for the drink." Well, I think she needs to realize and she says she's 30 years off the market. Now she's in her hoe phase at 50. The DMs, guys just don't DM people that they don't want to hook up with. Yep. It's just generally. Yep. Maybe once in a while, I know you have this high school thing. Oh, he must remember me from high school. He didn't just think of you one day. No. He didn't just, there isn't no reason for this. He doesn't need a friend. He, just like you said, he's got yeah. boys. He's cool. Yeah. He, he made a bet. To, the, a bet to drink is a flirt. He is looking to flirt Absolutely. with you. So smooth, by the way. Smooth. <laughs> he's like, in. Okay, right. He's got that drink. And the amount he's texting you doesn't matter for how much he likes you. He is, that is, he is acting, the penis is at the wheel right now. 100%. The penis tells you to DM. The penis tells the you to say good morning. He, what's that? The dick is driving the car. The dick is driving the car, and he's and he's holding this guy's mind in this other seat going, get the fuck out of the way. What a great analogy. It's true. My dick has drove my car too many times. Every time my penis is at the <laughs> wheel, I'm like, this is very dangerous. <laughs> he doesn't wear a seatbelt. No. I'm in the, I'm in the passenger seat, seat being like, can you just slow down, please? <laughs> Right, every You're time. You're gonna hit somebody. Please. I'm trying to hit everybody. Yeah, 
<laughs> penis. Just just slow down a little. No. His penis is at the wheel. And and you are being a little naive, which I totally understand. This is someone with you have a history with as far as friendship is concerned. But there is no friendship here. No. And especially when there's no effort to come see you or make a plan. Like you said, like we're in this weird point where you've been all owed a drink. What she needs to do is to say what you said to us. Um, I do not have any attraction for you. That might be hard. Or you need to stop answering. It's either stop answering. Or yeah, either or, ghost him or just straight up tell him like, hey. This isn't a romantic match for me. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Because it feels as though. And yeah, of course, he might write back insulted. Oh, what are you talking about? Let him. That's the baby crying himself out. 100%. He, that is the ego. You know, when you pop a man's balloon, you will hear it pop. And that can sometimes be dangerous. I understand that. But let's do it from online and not in person. So it's like, hey. I appreciate all your texts, but I don't feel a romantic connection here, and I'm looking to date. So, say you're looking to date, and then, because that's saying I won't date you. Yeah. And end this. End the texting. Do not get a drink with him. He wants drink. a drink for a different reason than you want a drink. You need to get away from this. How could? You, and she says, "What mistake did she make?" I don't think she made a mistake. She other than mistake at all. You need to understand why people DM you. It is not. To make new friends. If a guy DMs you, he's DMing you for something way more than than a platonic relationship. It's his penis. At bare minimum, sex. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored. Oh, BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp. As humans, we're constantly learning new things about ourselves. Therapy is a helpful tool to deepen that understanding of who we are. Um, this was written weirdly. The lines, therapy is a helpful tool. Oh, it looks like an exclamation. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> After doing Here, all do the ads, like great. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Therapy is a helpful tool to deepen the understanding of who you are. Listen. I like BetterHelp because it's a very easy way to get into therapy if you're not already. It's a very t easy way to put your toe into the therapy water because it's all online. You can find a new therapist every time you can try one and then move on to another one. That's a great deal. And it's a great platform to be able to browse. If you're out there and you're like, I want to find a therapist, what do you do? You Google? You ask a friend? No. Yeah. BetterHelp is a really good way to like start that process. BetterHelp is, ther is the therapy option that's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. And because it's online entirely, you're not paying for the office or the magazine subscriptions that they put in the, in the waiting room. No, no, no. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain to get 10% off your first month. 10% off your first month. That's real money. Great. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash JTrain. Train. Here with Eagle Wit at Eagle Wit Official. Do I shoot my shot with my neighbor? Oh, I like this. This is fun. J Train, all the feathers. I would love your advice in a current situation I find myself in with my neighbor. I've lived, uh, lived in my apartment building for almost two years. My neighbor is a single guy around my age. I run into him probably once a month with the past few run-ins being more flirtatious than our normal exchanges. My question is, do I shoot my shot and how? Or do I wait for him to make a move? I obviously don't want to make anything uncomfortable because he lives next door, and I don't plan on moving anytime soon. We do have each other's numbers, but feel like an in-person run-in would be more quote-unquote organic. But I also never know when I might run into him in our hallway. Would love your thoughts and opinions. Thanks. What do you think? 
All right, so I'm gonna give toxic advice. Like this is this is not Love good it. advice. What I'm about to give. But this is this, this is, is inside the mind of a male. Yes, this is me. Mm. This is <laughs> yo, fuck him, bro. Do it, do it, sis. Fuck him. <laughs> right, right. I, I say do it. I will say you don't think the that's reason good this advice? is bad advice is because since he lives next door. This can turn into like a weird. Now you feel uncomfortable bringing guys over. He feels uncomfortable bringing girls over. This could be like a weird. If there's feelings involved, and then it goes bad, and you still want to live there, mm. it's like a weird dynamic. I think. But, but fuck he, him. here's here's I say fuck he, him. no. I agree with everything you just said. I think she should reach out. I think it could get uncomfortable. But here's my advice: direct will always get you back direct. So if you're direct, you text, hey. Felt a vibe with you in the hallway. Would love to get a drink anytime. Boom. Okay? He will have to come back to you with direct because you live next door. He needs to either make the decision on his own that, okay, I am prepared for uncomfortable thing that might happen as far as a breakup. But the drink has been laid out there. I will say yes or no. Because I know that I might see them in the hallway and I can't just ignore that this text happened. Now... If you go on the drinks, hey, I we have to address. If this doesn't work out, are you going to be cool? That's valid. So address it. That's valid. Live in the same. You live in the same reality. That's the beauty of the apartment person. Because let's acknowledge I felt a vibe. Yes. Let's acknowledge I'd like a drink. Yes. Let's acknowledge that if this doesn't go well, are you going to be cool? Because I'll be cool. Let's make an agreement. Let's do it right off the bat. I and I kind of to be honest though, I kind of like I like I like you waiting till the next time you see him. I think it could be really? more fun, more well, sexual, more say? flirty, more. I I think something as simple as like a like a like a smile or a lip bite can lead into a lip bite. Yeah, it could lead into like uh, what right. are you doing later? Like, let's actually hang out. I feel like we've been we've been flirting a little bit. What do you think? I like this. I like this. So there's two options. There's the text because they have the number. Yeah. Okay. That's the first option to me. That's the more comfortable the one where you can text and then put the phone on its face and look at it an hour later and see what you got yeah right that's the one that because i i don't want to give advice that i wouldn't do myself because i'm a pussy so i understand it's so funny because i think i would do this you would do the phone or you do the i would do the in person right well this is you're less of a pussy than me so i'm saying the phone there's my version which is the phone hey uh, i felt a vibe would love to get drinks let me know if you're down for it which is smooth by the way done that's smooth enough. Very smooth. The in-person way I would go about it is you have to be if stud. If you're gonna if you're gonna act like a stud, you got to be a stud. Boom. So this is an important <laughs> thing. You can't do in-person talk and not do in-person walk. Again, talk like a stud, be a stud. If you see them in the hallway, hey, what are you doing later? I'm, I want to do a drink. Boom. Boom. Done. Don't be nervous about it. Right. What are you doing Tuesday? When you see them, think of the day you're free. The first day that comes to mind, what are you doing Tuesday? Have your lines get... ready to go. Right. Next time I see this person, the day, the first day that comes to mind that I'm free, let's do a drink Tuesday. You down? Boom. Done. And again, I don't believe, and this is a woman writing in about a man, guys don't go on dates that will waste, that they think will waste their time. For sure. Guys are going to go on a date that they're going to go. Or that could I'm... be a really bad decision. Right. If if they go on a date, especially in a situation like this, that means he thinks it's actually a good decision. 
again, that's a really good point because he thinks the decision is greater than the uncomfortability he would feel if this fucks up. 100%. Because it's like we get a lot of emails from women who are like, should I approach the guy at work? Why did the guy at work keep flirting but never make a plan? Because he believes the discomfort is greater than the reward that could be offered from this relationship. And sometimes he knows the reward would be hookup. That's not even worth it For because sure. he knows it will end maybe badly and that it will ruin his work. So this guy, what you're saying is, hey, I'm free Tuesday if you want to get a drink. And then he'll go, oh, yeah, I'd love a drink. And then he will either make the plan or not. You have, but again, when I say like stud talk is, I want to drink Tuesday. Yeah, stud you, walk you, is Tuesday. Don't show up to set without your script memorized. Be comfortable <laughs> right. in what you're about to say. Or you go the te- or text, text route. Which it's, is the easier way. Right, but I, here's the other thing. It's going to be uncomfortable. And to me, that's date one conversation. How do you feel about uh, being on a date with a neighbor? And also, in all fairness, there's there's a risk-reward type of situation where it, there's so many ways this can go. I mean, you right. guys could be great fuck buddies. You guys could get married. You guys, it could work right. out great. Or like anything else, it could go bad. But maturity is com- communication. It is mature to be on that date and acknowledge, hey, this could fuck up. Yeah. I think that's some totally right to do. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Eagle Wit. We have one more. It's a long Ooh, one. You ready? I'm excited. Everyone go follow Eagle Wit at Eagle Wit Official on Instagram. Hilarious. So much coming out. Great bit. It's coming out on Comedy Central. Very excited for Eagle. You. Boyfriend with a sex porn addiction. Oh, I'm a sex addict. This is Are perfect. You? Yeah, I'm in recovery. <laughs> Seriously, I've been recovered for years. How, how did you get through it? Uh, sex Addicts Anonymous, which is kind of trash, low key, but uh, therapy. You went? meditation you gone to therapy for it yeah i've done all this shit what if you can if you don't mind sharing what is the biggest takeaway from sex addiction therapy that you had um it's just like alcoholics anonymous same thing Mm -hmm. it's like steps and you know a lot of um well the biggest thing is that you can't it's unlike alcohol and drugs Mm -hmm. there's no abstinence doesn't mean abstinence it doesn't mean no sex because sex is healthy Interesting. So you have to figure out how to come back to a normal... Well, you have to figure out what you're doing in your sex life that's unhealthy. What were you doing that was unhealthy? Oh, I was like cheating and having unprotected sex with everybody and like sexting like crazy, you know, like all that type of stuff. Um, And then once I like got all that away, you know, like even in my relationship now, we're like non-monogamous. So You're non-monogamous. Yeah, but that came from like, okay, now a big part of sex addiction is like sex addicts lie. A lot. Okay. Because so they're ashamed so of their behavior. Rid of the lies so you get rid of the lies. Oh my God. And then, now you live in a more honest world. More honest world. And also the taboo of cheating is gone. So it makes you do things less. It's do like you, I'm more monogamous than I've ever been. Right. Do you ever go on dates? No. With this, my girl, I do. With your girl? Yeah. Does she go on dates? Uh, No. But we have like a million rules. Like we, we hardly do Well, this do is anything. the thing about people with non-monogamous or what do they call it? Ethically non-monogamous. Ethically non-monogamous. When people talk to me about it, you know, I get people that write to me, why don't you ever talk about it on the show? And I'm like, I don't think that it can't be done. But the people who do it act weirdly. Yeah, you know, the, the amount of... It's, 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 not nor, it's not smooth as people think. People no, think it's it, like, oh, you're open. You guys are having fun. It's no, like, nah, it, There's dog. like a 30 rule... <laughs> handbook that they gotta like we literally have a shared note in our notes of the rules of the rules and that's the thing it's like this isn't like they're out you're you're not at a bar being like looking for anything you can get you know you you meet someone you go oh does this go with the rules you gotta go through the rule book yeah one a (laughs) 
So again, I, I acknowledge it's a reality, but it is less of a reality than the people who try to make it happen. For sure. The people who try to make it happen, it's usually someone who's like last ditch effort to not have to dump someone. Yeah. Hey, how about we be ethnically non monogamous? Oh, okay. Well, why, why is that better than than being with me the the, the ori- original premise of how we got well that's together. the thing is is whenever people change their relationship i've never seen that work right like we started from the first date i was like hey listen i'm like a recovered sex addict i've cheated on every girl i've ever been with i think you're amazing i can see myself being with you forever legit right i was like i don't want to cheat on you i don't want to lie to you right i'm trying to be better i'm trying to be better i'm not a jealous guy i was like could we just not do monogamy can we scrap that and come up with our own version of it well, and she was like yeah it's funny when the the adventure was taken away from you Oh, I it don't becomes even, less of a thing that you want. Dog, I hardly ever hook up with anyone else. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I that's, don't care for it for like you. I used good, to. That's nice. <laughs> hey, J-Train, I need your uh, take, please. My email is about dating a guy with a seemingly severe and daunting sex porn addiction that's been growing since he was 12. We were already dating for around six months when a random girl messaged me on Twitter asking if I was dating my boyfriend. She said she had been talking to him and exchanged nudes, etc. When I told my boyfriend about the message from the stranger, he said he had no idea who it was or what she was talking about and tried laughing it off. I half believed him because it was just so out of left field. Okay, so he's already lying. Yeah, he's lying. And I was so confused about what the fuck was going on. She said he gave her his Instagram handle and she creeped it, creeped and said it looked like I was his girlfriend. So she reached out to find out after a drawn out day or two of talking with this girl and waiting for her responses. She finally sent me screenshots and included the dick pic he sent her. Ooh. <laughs> She's looking at the pic. Yeah, that's his penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I knew it was his, even though he said it wasn't even he said it wasn't even his. So he's denying that it's his penis. That's hilarious that you could deny that he it's your she, dick to your girl. Come on. <laughs> and she got it off the Internet. Oh, no, she's look at there's, your dick up close. There's the freckle that's on your head, the head of your dick. That's really funny. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, this guy's got a problem. After he was caught, I obviously freaked out and was so fucking hurt and couldn't believe he lied to me. It was then that he disclosed his two decade long issue with sex and porn addiction and how it's embarrassing and debilitating he can't control himself i had never thought about dealing with an issue like this and didn't know how to go about it or if i could even believe that he was being truthful about it we broke up for about a month um and i decided i wanted to try to work through it if he was gonna promise to do the work that he still wants to be together i really love him and i could tell he was being truthful and he loves me too he even talked to his parents about it and started seeing a sex therapist he also went through tsm therapy a session every day of the week for 12 weeks what is that i don't know what that is i don't know Can you look up TSM therapy? Um, I was really proud of him for doing something to better himself and try to do whatever he can to get his complications under control. Things were better, and we talked about it often. I asked what I could do to help, asked what's not helpful, talked about how I feel about it all and how it affects me, and that I want to be open and honest that this is going to work. I completely understand this is about him, that this is debilitatingly difficult for him to live this way. But at the same time, I need for him to understand how hard it is for me too. For example, how I feel when he told me he DMs girls on Instagram saying, they're hot or sexy or gorgeous because of compulsions sending fire or hard eye emojis um, to hot girls snapping girls and asking for nudes seeing girls out in the world and zeroing in on thinking of how he wants to fuck them that was a lot to handle and to compute I even went to meetings for partners of sex addicts and research and talked about it in therapy to better understand it all I learned it's not about me and I try to consider that what when I got upset and jealous she's wow. done a lot of work for this guy Wow. Fast forward another six months. We went on a trip to New Hampshire and Maine for our combined Christmas present. It was really fun. We had a great time. The next week was my birthday. He got drunk and was kind of being rude, and we went to sleep. After I caught him cheating the first time, he said I could look at his phone anytime. 
and would leave his phone unlocked. I never looked again because I don't want to be that girl. I don't, don't want to keep tabs on my boyfriend, but that night I was mad and he left his phone in the bathroom, so I looked. I found a lot of things I wish I didn't find. So many DMs and described, uh, as described before, text to his ex. He even messaged a girl from the town in New Hampshire that we were staying in the week before when I was asleep. Ooh. Texting a girl in the town you went on vacation with Ooh. with your girlfriend like that is. Ooh. It was a, at like 5 a.m. when he was up drinking all night alone. I felt so betrayed. I thought we were doing better and that he was happy. I know I was happy. I didn't see this coming and there wasn't anything that made me suspect that he was still behaving this way behind my back. He felt terrible, said he doesn't want to live a lie, doesn't want to lie to me and can't promise that I can't can trust him or that I can be the boyfriend I want or need. He said I deserve better, but he said he loves me and we plan to move in next year. Talked about weddings and kids and a future. We broke up officially a month ago, but I still can't have want to. She goes on and on. I mean, I have the, I literally, Shelby, I threw away the end of the email. <laughs> but this is Oh a, my God. She's basically the, what do I do? He want, She wants to get back together with him or figure it out. What, what is the TSM thing? Did, did yeah, we, do we? It's like they do like magnetic sort of impulses on your brain. Right. So he does oh, some okay, sort okay. of uh, electromagnetic therapy. What do you think? It says they're broken up. I mean, they. I don't think they should be together. That's what it's over. It's, it's over. Yeah. And and this is coming from a person who's lost girls in similar ways. Right. That's okay. It's over. You have to I don't believe think they him. should be together. Right. Because she can't trust him. Which, by the way, she has every right not to not trust right, him. It's right, not like right, she's right. doing something wrong by having trust issues with him. He deserves trust issues with a girl that he's like done that to a bunch. But they, they can't be a healthy relationship. Well, what you said in the beginning is what I'll say, uh, we'll, we'll agree with for her, is you can't change from one thing to another with people. Yeah. Very rarely can yeah. you go from, here's how we met, to okay, now I'm a sex addict, and here's how. And she has tried, and I I, I give her a lot of credit. Tried she a went, lot. She went to her own therapy. She went to you know partners of, and it's like, you did it. You tried. It's over. The shot's been taken because you are now actually his crutch to me. Absolutely. Like because he knows how he can get away with murder around you. Absolutely. And he keeps getting away with it. You know, 100%. you try you try to change. You try to help him through the change, and now you've been revealed. He's been revealed as not being that not being able to change with you. He needs to know what it's like to go without you. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't really want to change yet. Right. He doesn't really want to change yet. the 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 thing that stuck out to me is a lot of this is like Instagram stuff, and I can relate to that. There's been times in right. my life where Instagram has been you know hard for me, and when I decided I wanted to change and actually started like really going to therapy on my own and actually like wanted to do stuff. Right. I would like get rid of Instagram for times. I would right. like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that he's even still on it, I, I, you know, there's a lot of his behavior is like, he's getting help, but he's still like, right. Are you getting help? You know, are you trying to quit cigarettes? If you have quit cigarettes in your pocket all the time? Yeah. Like how hard are you trying? And You're it, saying it the right like he's things. He's getting help because of her. He's not getting help for himself, right. which is and the worst thing an, an addict of anything can do is get help for someone else. It's not going to work. Right. And that's where she becomes a crutch. Yeah. Like that's where he, you know, he's like, oh, I'll figure out a way around her to keep her while I keep my other, you know, things going on. And I, and the prop, the problem is he keeps saying, I love you. And so she's hearing that going, so if you love me, we can make it work. Love conquers all. 
love is he's showing you no love. And love doesn't conquer all. <laughs> no, no. And love with someone else might conquer all when he's changed and Absolutely. made the right things, but it's not going to conquer all with you. No, and it's just the wrong timing. This ain't it. And again, I love you while I love you with my right hand while sexting the girl I met in New Hampshire on our vacation with the on left vacation. hand. Like, to go, like, it's one thing, like, and again, like, the Instagram thing is like an easy, like, fire emoji. Like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, I, I fucked up in one half second. The idea of finding a woman's number while you're on vacation. That's like, a lot. You are not going to be a part. You can't be a part of that. Well, here's the thing, too, is like, I always say, like, the second someone goes through someone's phone in a relationship, oh, the relationship's over. It's right. over. You know what I mean? Like, literally, all it takes is one time going through somebody's phone. I mean... Yeah. It's over, especially if you find something. Oh, my God. There's no hope in this. That's the hardest part is like she's like, he says he loves me. So there's hope that we're going to, uh-uh. And you're going to find a good guy for you. You're going to find the right guy for you. Especially this girl. She goes so hard in relationships. There's somebody great out there waiting for a girl like that. Right. The the amount of work that you have done is he hasn't, he doesn't want to do that work. Yeah. You know, like all his work was easy because it made it so his life stayed the same. On the you know surface level shit. If you really love him honestly, and, and like a love and let go situation, you letting go of him could be the thing that helps him move in a better direction in his life. Right. This well, could be his rock bottom but, when he loses you, and then he'll never get you back. But at least he'll be healthier moving forward. That was kind of my point, where it's like you go, hey, um, you are his crutch. You are keep things constant. Yeah. So he. He might change that he doesn't go on Instagram as much, but he's still got his girl for when he does fuck up on Instagram. Absolutely. So it's like you're never going to feel that pain. He's got to feel pain, and it's going to be better off for the next person, not you. Way better. Which fucking sucks. It sucks, but you're doing something good. It'll come back tenfold, (laughs) hopefully, I guess. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Eagle Wit, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. Everyone go follow Eagle at EagleWitOfficial. Go, 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 Instagram. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep sending them in. Back next week. Boom.